are a lot of questions. There are just as many answers. This is a podcast made for young adults who are learning more about the restored gospel of Jesus Christ. This is a podcast devoted to helping you study scriptures on your own. This is Answers to Gospel Questions. Hey students, happy Friday. It's Fat Friday. You're listening to Answers to Gospel Questions. This is Brother Lawson. I'm joined with Brother Wing. Brother Wing, how you doing on this glorious Friday? Really good. Excellent. Excellent. Hey, this Fat Friday, we got fat, you know, it stands for finding answers today. We got a great question. The question that we're exploring today is, how can I have consistent spiritual experiences rather than just uh, fits and spurts, right? So that's not exactly how the question was asked, but the question, I think it's a legitimate question. Like um, recently, Elder Bednar talked about how we, when we're baptized, we have the gift of the Holy Ghost as our constant companion. And so, but sometimes we get a complex, like, well, maybe the Holy Ghost really isn't with me. Like, how do I know if the Holy Ghost is with me? And he said, maybe we should start asking the question, what does it feel like when the Holy Ghost isn't with you? And so some of the things that will help us recognize that the Holy Ghost uh, is with us, I think can be answered through a story found in this week's reading in Come Follow Me in Exodus chapter 16 with the story of uh, how the Lord fed the children of Israel. How did he feed the children of Israel for the wing? Yeah, so miraculously, he gives them manna. What, what is it? What is it? <laughs> You're right. No, well, you look at the, f- <laughs> no, what is it? What, it, what is it? Yeah, you got it. <laughs> what, what do you mean? I got it. What are you talking about? What is it? Well, you need to look at the footnotes. Oh, the footnote. Yeah. And- oh, 15a and chapter 16. That's the name of, of manna. That's what manna. It's a Hebrew word that means. What is it? What is it? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, um, yeah, so I, it is like the, that's the best translation I think that they have. There's other ways, I guess, that they've tried to translate this, but generally, it manna means what is it? And I think it's pretty appropriate to think of that that way. That it is a miracle from heaven. It did actually feed them, and uh, some of the details about this—not just that it came down from the sky—they would gather it up each day. But they couldn't dream. store it. That's my dream, by the way, is to have food coming from the sky. <laughs> just open the mouth and just right <laughs> there. But yeah, but um, they would gather it each day and they couldn't store it to the next day. So they had to gather their portion for that day and it would feed them for that day. Which but was they, an omer, by the way, they would gather an omer of manna, which is about a half gallon. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it tasted like wafers made with honey. It says, sounds, sounds okay. Yeah, I can, I can do that. Uh, and they, uh, you know, if they left it out, you know, if they didn't gather it in the morning, then the, the sun would come out and melt it, uh, apparently. So they had to be active. They had to be consistent. Uh, but they were literally nourished by this miraculous food that God provided to them. It- you know, in, in Exodus 16, it says that the manna was, it says it was like coriander seed, which I'm not sure if you've ever seen a coriander seed. That's like a mustard seed. It's like a teeny thing. So like gathering 
an omer or a half gallon of this, I, I wonder what that must have, if that was hard or if that was like, you know, if, uh, definitely took, it definitely took time. Uh, you didn't want to, how do you pick up something like that's the size of coriander seed without getting like dirt and bugs and stuff in it. But so there's some, there is some effort there. It wasn't just how I envision uh, my dream of having food fall from the sky and just into my mouth. Yeah. That's maybe later in the old Testament. Surely there's a story about that. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, Picking up using this story and helping us with the question that we've got here. Uh, the consistency that was required of them to receive the blessing from the Lord uh, in a timely way. Um, many people uh, have talked about how that's like scripture study for us. We can be nourished and fed uh, spiritually by our daily scripture study and feast on the scriptures and really receive what the Lord has to provide to us. But there's no amount of like prior scripture study that's really going to sustain us in a long-term way going forward. Uh, Hence, the prophets over and over and over again have counseled us to read the scriptures daily and to to read them in a way that is nourishing to us and feeds us. Excellent. You know, the one of the things that uh, Elder Bednar said was, and he said this a while ago, back way back in uh, 2008, but I've remembered it ever since then, he talked about how uh, the importance of consistency. Uh, he mentioned things like like fasting. Sometimes people get like there's a big issue in their life, and they're like, "Oh, I'm I'm going to fast. I'm going to fast for three days to get an answer to this." And and he said, consecutive days of fasting ultimately may not be as edifying as successive months of appropriate fasting and worship. I don't think he's meaning you know. I think you know fasting once a month, not like fasting for months (laughs) months. at a time. He says an attempt to pray one time for several hours likely will not produce the same spiritual results as meaningful morning and evening prayer offered consistently over several weeks. And then he said this, he says a single study or a single scripture reading marathon cannot produce the spiritual growth of steady scripture study across many months. And so the children of Israel, they were required to pick up manna every day, except for on the Sabbath, uh, on Saturdays or on Fridays, I guess they would uh, pick up twice as much uh, so that they would have some for the next day and it wouldn't spoil on the Sabbath. Uh, but if we, if we're living uh, consistently, if we're going to study the scriptures in a consistent way, we're going to pray in a consistent way. And maybe this, this idea of spiritual marathons uh, can kind of just sit in the back seat for a little bit because we're, we have the Holy ghost with us. We don't need to get a complex of, Oh, I got to do something major or huge. I just need to be consistent with these, with these things that I know I'm supposed to do prayer and scripture study. Yeah. You know, diligence when the scripture, when so often in the scriptures, they say to study the scriptures diligently, you know, and, and that can just be, uh, defined as consistently, you know, and so um, you go and, and you don't study the scriptures 24 seven, you're definitely trying to apply them 24 seven or live them. Uh, but as far as our uh, daily scripture feasting, it's going to take some time each day, but relatively not a lot of time, 
yeah. you know, and I don't know how much time it took these Israelites to gather up a half a gallon of, of manna, uh, but it took some time and some effort, and then it fed them uh, for that day. Uh, we can see our scripture study that way. Uh, I really love the quote by President Nelson that he gave uh, recently, and he said, we can go to the scriptures. They teach us about Jesus Christ and his gospel, the magnitude of his atonement, and our Father's great plan of happiness and redemption. Daily immersion in the word of God is crucial for spiritual survival, especially in these days of increasing upheaval. As we feast on the words of Christ daily, the words of Christ will tell us how to respond to difficulties we never thought we would face. Um, I also, you know, there's another statement I want to share with you about from uh, President Monson, and it goes kind of with what you were talking about, about the marathon idea. He said, crash courses are not nearly so effective as the day-to-day -day reading and application of the scriptures in our lives. He then said, become acquainted with the lessons the scriptures teach. Learn the background and the setting of the master's parables and the prophet's admonitions. And then this is the best part. I mean, think about this for nourishment uh, in your daily scripture study. He said, study them as though they were speaking to you, for such is the truth. Hmm. So I found that in my scripture study, when I, if I'm just, if I accidentally get caught reading this like a history book or a textbook or a newspaper, you know, you know, it, I might be getting good information, but if I'm studying them like God's talking to me, now I'm, now I'm more open to the, the available nourishment that's really going to feed my, so, my soul and strengthen my faith. You know, I think a lot of times, uh, speaking of nourishment, a lot of times people skip breakfast, right? And like, I'm just so busy or, or I, I just forgot to eat or something like that. Um, likewise, when, uh, when people with financial things like, oh, I don't have any money. I don't know how, how I, you know, I, I don't have money to do the things I want to do. I think the same thing happens to us spiritually. Sometimes we forget uh, to that we actually are in control of our spiritual lives. We might blame things like busyness or or whatever on on our lack of of prayer or scripture study. But I really like what President Nelson said just on Sunday. Uh, he said he said weather changes, economic cycles are unpredictable, disasters, accidents, and illness can change life quickly. These actions are largely beyond our control, but there are some things we can control, including how we spend our time each day. I mean, there was a point where that manna was going to be gone, right? And you can't get it back. Uh, it was Once it was melted, it was melted. And if you didn't gather manna in the morning, then you lost out on it. And then there might be something to be said about morning time scripture study. I know students, you might be listening going, oh my gosh, I'm... You know, but if you just woke up a little bit earlier, which might, you know, might mean you have to go to bed a little bit sooner there. I've got a, I got a buddy who is a Baptist minister actually. And he, I was telling him about our family scripture study and we, we study the scriptures at five 30 every morning. And my, my minister friend goes, how do you, how do you get your kids to get up so early? And um, I said, well, they, uh, they go to bed at, at like nine o'clock. He's like, how do you get your kids to go to bed at nine o'clock? Well, we get them up at five thirty in the morning to read scriptures, right? And so, uh, but once that, the point is, you can read scriptures whenever you want. I, although I think Revelation comes best in the morning, but um, 
the point is, is once the day's gone, it's gone. Once that opportunity to be spiritually fed that day is gone, then it's gone for that day. And you, and you just don't make it up by reading twice as much the next day or praying twice as long the next day. Uh, that's, that's not how, how it's going to happen for you. Yeah, that's, why I think, I, that's why I think this story with likening your daily scripture study to this story about manna is so effective so that we can kind of get the consistency of it that we can, um, you know, we, we, if you go two days without eating or even two, you know, for me, two hours without eating, <laughs> I start to notice, you know, I'm like, I want some food in me. And your body kind of automatically is reminding you of this. And increasingly, as you go longer without physical food, you know, uh, for spiritual food, you know, uh, the, there's going to be different things that we start to notice that we need to be fed. And we kind of, and we really want to pay attention to those things, watch our thoughts, words, and deeds, as the book of Mormon says, you know, and so we want to be able to have this daily consistency. A couple other just quick thoughts is to conclude in Mark chapter one, verse 35, we learn the savior's example. It says in the morning, rising up a great while before the day, he went out and departed into a solitary place and there prayed. You know, so he's kind of give us an, an, an example of making some time before he has to be somewhere. You know, it says a rising up a great while before the day, you know? And so, uh, yeah, I, like you, I'm not suggesting that it has to be morning scripture study, but it does seem like that's a, a really reverent, quiet place to provide yourself. If you can get up maybe 10 or 15 minutes early and provide that, that, uh, unstressed, unrushed time to spend with the Lord and in prayer and scripture study. Uh, Elder Bruce R. McConkie also made this statement. He said, I think, I think that people who study the scriptures get a dimension in their life that nobody else gets and that can't be gained in any way except by studying the scriptures. And just to link this back to our story with um, the manna, the, in the chapter before, in chapter 15, verse 26, the Lord gives a big if-then uh, statement there in that verse. And he said, if thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God and wilt do that which is right in his sight and will give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. Well, that's a lot of, lot of stuff there, you know? So how, like if a person's sitting there going, well, how am I going to do that? diligently hearken, do right. what's right, give ear to his commandments, keep all his statutes. How can, how is it possible to do that? Well, that's where we need daily consistent nourishment from him to strengthen our faith and empower us by his grace to, to keep his commandments and, and then receive the blessings of obedience to him. Students, we'd invite you to, to do that, to, to be consistent. And even if it's just starting with reading one verse a day, be consistent in that and, and get started uh, in being a consistent disciple in that way. So, all right, students, we hope you have a great weekend. We'll catch you next week. Everybody, until we see you next time, stay righteous. Love your guts.